Hello and welcome to the Comfort Podcast. I'm of course your host Rafi and I'm here with the fantastic David. Hello. And we are back for another adventure into the Millerverse. That was a pretty good intro, the uh, animated Superman show. Yeah, I love that show. That was pretty good, pretty good. Good times. Good times. So, Frank Miller, uh, mm-hmm. we went over his works before in the Dark the Knight Mad series. Uh, last week we did another entry in his Dark Knight universe. Um, it was uh, Last, last Crusade. Crusade. Last yeah. Crusade, yes. We remember our shows, don't worry. <laughs> we swear. It, it didn't help that that story was just so unmemorable outside of Jason Todd dying, I guess. Yeah, it seemed pretty, uh, seemed like reading glue. <laughs> so, with <laughs> with um, Last Crusade, they were making that before um, Master Race, the, the third Dark Knight, third, uh, Dark Knight 3 Master Race, um, and it was clearly like... DC needed another book to come out with Master Race, so they were like, Frank, can you, like, write a thing about this universe? A, a, you know, just a, a, pre, a, a prequel or something? Um, but with this book that we're going over today, clearly Frank Miller wanted to do this. This is Superman Year One. Hmm. By Frank Miller, drawn by John Romita Jr., who also drew the last book, um, Last Crusade. Hmm. Why is it so hard to remember the name? I guess it's It's the last one. It's the last one, but it's also the first one because of time, I guess. Time. Time and death are just an illusion. Superman Year One, Frank wanted to do a Superman story. And he wanted to do one that was within his his Dark Knight universe. So this is like, in Dark Knight One, Superman shows up and is like a, a government stooge, right? He shows up because the president's like, because Reagan is sitting there. He's like, that Batman's causing a lot of trouble. Superman needs you to go down Why there. Why would the president care about what some <laughs> costume vigilante is doing? Because all the vigilantes are supposed to be retired. Like, it it was like a an like you know how in the Incredibles, the government's like all superheroes have to stop being superheroes. Oh yeah, it was that. So Batman had I forgot to... about that small detail. Yeah, yeah, don't forget. <laughs> I was like, why? Why would Ronald Reagan care about Batman? <laughs> but Superman's okay because he works for the government in that universe. Mm. So this so is you the that government benefits. That's right. So the this pensions, is... <laughs> pension, the retirement, the four hundred one k. He joined the Medicare. Batman, I had to do it. Look at their retirement plan. <laughs> So, yeah, Superman, this is the origin of the Dark Knight universe Superman, which is like, had a lot of potential because, you know, we knew a lot about Batman from this universe because Batman Year One is also part of the Frank Miller universe, but it, it gets complicated, David, because mm-hmm. <laughs> Batman Year One, written by Frank Miller, is both like, it, it forks, it's like it can go this way to All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder... Which, you know, Batman and Robin paint a warehouse yellow to fight the Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. Or it can go into the main universe, because it's a solid origin story. Um, so we never, like... And by the way, Batman Year One has, like, a lot of, like, iconic, like, structure and narrative things. There is no, like, connection to Superman Year One in terms of, like, how he tells the story. Hmm. Like, it's, it's only similar in that this is the origin of this character. You know? It's not like we get a perspective of Superman and, like, a human character. Because in year one, there was, it was halfway about Jim Gordon and halfway about Bruce Wayne. So it's not like that. Um, and, again, like, this was, this was like, a premiere book for DC's Black Label, which now is a joke. Now it's, like, every Black Label book is a Batman book. 
Um, Black Label had that Batman book where you got to see his dick, and then everyone freaked out about it. Even though the point of the line was that you could do stuff like that. But Superman Year One was like one of the... It was one of the only Black Label books not to be about Batman. And it was also one of the only Black Label books that was like from the gate. Like when they announced Black Label, Superman Year One was like one of the titles they were announcing. Was pretty much, I, from far as I know, mm-hmm. as of right now, like... Isn't DC still all about Batman, and now they're all about, like, who's, like, ex-hero that laughs? Oh, Batman, yes. Okay, so they're, <laughs> they're all about Batman, to the point where there's a second Batman called the Batman Who Laughs. And, uh, yeah, no, so you know that joke of, like, Batman could do anything because he's Batman? Mm-hmm. It's that again. Oh, no. But with the Batman Who Laughs. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty bad. But, fortunately, like... Okay, Batman does appear in this book, but fortunately it's not as bad. So, Superman Year One was only three issues. Not because it was cancelled, like, All-Star Batman and Robin, but because it, it's it's primarily just a three-issue story. Hmm. Um, now, I'm going to show you this, too. So, this is the Superman design. Oh, he's a little lanky. Yeah, but I think this is him when he's, like, younger. Oh. The big, the big change is the S. It's black in the background. Yeah. I actually kind of like that. Yeah. When Superman was originally created, it was black. Hmm. So that's kind of a, a reference to that. So this came out in, like, 2019. So it's still, like, you know, really recent. Um, so let's, let's talk about this a little bit. Um, I will say, when we did Last Crusade, that book was, like, Frank Miller wrote it, and then Brian Azzarello wrote over it, basically. Um, this is pure Frank Miller. For better or worse. Unadulterated, unadulterated. Unadulterated. Pure mainline. Tap that arm, Frank Miller. You got it right there. Um, so, issue one. I need you to just stay with me here, okay? Because this is going to be, this is gonna be kinda, kind of tricky to wrap your head around, all right? So there's this planet in space called Krypton. And it's got, right. it's got people on it that look like us. Yeah. Okay. The planet's exploding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And these two people, who are scientists, take their baby, and they put the baby in, in the spaceship, and they shoot the baby off the planet as Krypton explodes. So again, pretty novel concept. So, so the OG concept. It's not, the totally original, why would you change it? No one does. I, I only bring that because it's like, I feel like everyone's done a Superman origin story. Everyone who's wrote for Superman has, because like... Batman's had maybe, like, three or four official, if you want the origin, here's the book. Superman's had, like, nine or ten of them. Yeah, wasn't, like, also one of them was, like, Brainiac destroyed his planet. That was, uh... Doomsday destroyed his planet. So, the the one where Brainiac does it is actually the animated universe. Mm -hmm. Because in that universe, Brainiac isn't an alien, he's an AI that builds a body. Mm -hmm. Um... But, yeah, no, my, my complaint is, like, like Jeff Johns did a Superman origin story. Uh, I think Brian Bird did one. Like, it, it just seems like there's a lot of Superman, like, collected issues out there and, like, novels that are just about the origin. And I think it's because it's so iconic that you can kind of just, like, change it a little bit to say it's something new and original. Yeah, because you could really just do, like, oh, 
Superman escaped in his baby pod, mm-hmm. and he does not crash on Earth. Yeah, yeah, which they do. They, I mean, not on Earth, but they did. Uh, Superman Red Sun, he lands in like yeah, Soviet like, Russia. Like that's, Soviet Russia. Yeah, that's different enough. But like, what would happen if he landed in China? Yeah, you would have gotten a, a Chinese like, uh, I guess like a Chinese government Superman. If he landed in the ocean, he'd be Aquaman, I guess. What oh, Jesus? If he landed in Gorilla City, he'd be Super Gorilla Man. I don't know. It's just, it's a big Imagine topic. if Superman actually landed in the Atlantis. It'd be cool if he landed on Mars. Like, yeah. And like it was just him and Martian Manhunter hanging out. Just who, sitting there on the rocks. Who are you? Yeah, they're doing the pointing at each other. Imagine um, if he landed on like Neptune or Jupiter or something. <laughs> there's like nothing there. I think the only relevant thing about the DC Universe version of Pluto is that originally Black Adam was banished there as a statue. <laughs> Oh. So Sue would just get there and be like, who is this statue of this guy with powers just like mine? Um, anyway, so, you know, the same thing happens. Superman is, you know, he gets Moses, and uh, he lands on Earth. Um, and when he lands on Earth, uh, he, like, one of the little changes is that he's a bit older than, like, an infant. He's like a toddler when he lands on Earth. Hmm. Um, and his pod crashes into Earth. He crawls out of the pod into the dirt. And, uh, you know, John Kent is there, his, his to-be father, and he picks up the little baby Clark Kent, well, I guess at that point he's still Cal, um, and the description that Frank Miller gives is that the baby looks at John, and John feels a little prick in his neck, and then decides that this baby needs a home. So, in this universe, at least, like, twice, Superman hypnotizes people. Oh, jeez. Because I think Frank is being like, no, why would anyone find like, a crass spaceship and like take the baby and just live with it? Why would anyone do that? And it's like, uh, because... Asking Small- a real question. <laughs> because Smallville is supposed to be like an, an idealized Southern American town where like people trust each other and are nice. And Frank's like, no, it's not. No, no, no. I've been, been to the South. No, it has to be, it has to be hypnotism. <laughs> Superman needs to be able to hypnotize people. So does, how does, what's like the thought process of Frank? Of Frank Miller at this point? He... Okay, so he understands that Superman is supposed to be a good character. He's not trying to Batman up Superman at all. Hmm. And he, he he's going at it with, you know, altruism. He's trying to do the right thing. But I think he's also trying to get into the mindset of, like, people doing what's rational. Even though that kind of goes against some of the Superman tropes. He, he actually thought about it. Is what I'm, like he's not just slap shot. He's not like because with Batman, it's really consistent because he's like sometimes Batman is supposed to be like mm. anti-government. Sometimes he's a he's you know uh, like like a laced boot kind of military character. This he's going for a specific kind of feel with Superman. So <laughs> Superman hypnotizes John Kent. John takes Superman home. Or I guess like a baby Superman. Um, and of course, because it's the Southwest and Frank Miller's writing this, um, his wife, Martha Kent, is in the kitchen, uh, where she belongs, uh-huh. and uh, she <laughs> she's wearing a handkerchief on her head and slaving over dinner for her husband, and she's not unhappy. She's very happy where she is, and uh, because, because that's how she should be. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he comes home with baby Cal and, and gives the baby to uh, to Martha, and at first she's like, Oh, where'd you find him? And then, like, she feels the same prick in the neck. And she's like, oh, we have a son. 
So how long are they hypnotized for? Oh, it's only like, it's only like that minute. It's it's less like hypnotism and more like what a cat suggestion. Yeah, it's more like what a cat does to you. When you look at a cat, you're like, oh, it's so sweet. I'm gonna give it a home, and that's it. Hmm. Like the cats, cats don't consistently force you to like. I guess they they make you think you're doing it out of the goodness of your own heart. I guess is what what baby Cal is doing. <laughs> yeah, also you just see a superman just knock something up, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, oh, he's so silly. Oh, is he like twenty eight? <laughs> he's like a grown man. Uh, maybe get a job, Clark. No, this is my job. This is my job. You need me here. Um, but you know, you get some of the typical Superman tropes. You know. You, when he's growing up on the farm, he's doing, like... It's very clear that he has powers. Like, they take him to the supermarket, and he's on... He's, like, again, a toddler. He's on John's shoulders, and he's, like, lifting boxes that are, like, on the top cabinets and, like, lifting them above him. And they're, like, big boxes, like he's buying bulk. And, and so, in regular comics, Smallville knows, the entire town knows, that, Super, that Clark Kent is Superman and he has powers. But they keep it a secret because, again, it's an idealistic little town where everyone watches out for each other. In this, people are just curious and never figure it out. They're like, boy, your baby is really strong. Anyway, let's, let's get milk. Like, <laughs> whatever. Um, when, when he's still, like, younger, they're feeding him, like, hot food. And he, he can't articulate to them that the food's too hot. And so his eyes glow red and he shoots a laser beam through the roof. And they're like, oh, he can shoot laser beams. Um, one day, like, he's jumping around in the yard, and he jumps really high up. Never comes back. <laughs> no, he comes back, but, like, John is like, boy, boy, uh, Clark, one of these days you're going to jump so high you'll never come back. And Martha, ah. will be, and Martha will be like, don't say that. Don't say he'll leave me. What a rational thing to say. <laughs> rational. Wow. What a what a anything anyone would say. Um, but basically, the important stuff doesn't start until he's a teenager. Like most things, mm. like most stories, uh, he's like sixteen. He's in high school, and he's a loser. He hangs out with the loser kids. Oh. There's a fat kid. And there's a goth kid. Like just like a nerd. There's like just a group of kids that aren't popular. That aren't part of a clique. And the fact that they're not part of cliques means that they have a clique. So Clark is part of that. And again, like, the rest of the kids have to know. Like, the goth kid is like, hey, man, you're really strong. Clark's like, oh, thanks, uh, I, I exercise. And the goth kid stabs, like, a pen into Clark's hand, and it just explodes. And he's like, no, man, you're, you're not like us. But, like, we don't delve into that. Like, the bell rings, and everyone's like, whew, um, whoa. The tension. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, Clark is just part of this clique, and his friends start getting bullied by, like, these, like, three or four um, kind of wealthy kids. Wealthy kids? Bullying? <laughs> what? What? Throwing their weight and influence around because their parents have money and power. Have you ever seen a rich kid throw a punch? That's ridiculous. Yeah, he pays a guy to throw some punch. <laughs> punch him for me. Charles, <laughs> punch that nerd over there. <laughs> Charles, give that give that that unassuming nerd a wedgie for Charles me. Charles is actually a silverback gorilla that I hired. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> the teacher's like, 
Uh, Billy, you can't have a support gorilla. You can't have a gorilla here. It's a support gorilla? Oh, okay, that's fine. Oh. Remember? remember my mistake. <laughs> no, no, it's more like these kids physically bully other kids, and then when they get in trouble, their parents are like, hey, Principal Weathers, remember who pays the bills for your school? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Taxpayers? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're Remember on... who pays for school fundings around here. And firefighters, and cops, and hospitals. <laughs> yeah, what are you saying? Like, what? I pay my bills. Okay. <laughs> what a weird flex, okay? <laughs> you better watch it. We're rich. We're rich. Remember that. Oh, neat. Okay. Good for you. Oh. I'll see you at the bank, the bank sale, I guess. <laughs> Like what? So that's what a weird flat. <laughs> that's the dichotomy here. So these kids are bullying the loser kids. Clark is upset by that, and like he tries to tell the bullies not to bully them anymore. He tries to like, you know, talk to them, be like, "Hey, can you not pick up my friends? Like that's really rude and messed up. Can can we just be cool?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, 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 sure, sure, that's fine." And then like they bully the kids harder. Oh. They're like putting buckets of water in their lockers and, like, pantsing them and shit. Buckets of water in their lockers? Well, it's more like, uh, it's more like they dump water into the lockers, uh, which ruins their school books. Uh, yeah. I thought there was, like, a legitimate just a bucket of water <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> what does this so mean? What does it all mean? <laughs> no. They open the locker and the water just pours out. Uh, Stuff like that. Um... So, yeah, they're just beating up on these kids. Like, they're, it's, it's weird because, it's, again, it's Frank, so he doesn't know how far it goes. Like, oh. like it goes from, like, <laughs> I'm pouring water on your books, nerd, to, like, I'm punching you in the eye, nerd. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> it goes from inconvenience to physical violence. This is what you get from my dad not loving me. <laughs> ha! Take that. <laughs> Take that, dad. Who are you talking about? I'm not your dad. He just knocks his books over. Now neither of us can read. Who's gonna save you, Superman? <laughs> Who's gonna save you? Some sort of caped alien from the stars with powers? Get over it, nerd. This is reality. <laughs> That's so, this is reality. I'm a real bully. I have no redeeming features. I'm not even gonna make it to a second movie. I'm only in this origin story. As soon as I walk out of this scene, you'll never see me again. The other bully. What is my goal? <laughs> what is my character? Do I have, like, dreams? Will, will I grow? You know, I always wanted to be on Broadway. Later, bullies. <laughs> I wish I had a last name. Anyway, bye. <laughs> so, Frank doesn't know what bullying is. I, I think he knows, like, the... The base? He knows the he knows the basics. He's seen he's seen movies. He's seen the Goonies. And you know, shit. bullies don't. It sounds like Frank was a bully back in the day because he didn't know how far it went. <laughs> exactly, he didn't know. I don't know. I, I I don't feel confident enough to say that he was a bully, but I think uh, he was definitely a shit talker. Oh yeah, you know he was like <laughs> before Facebook was a thing. He was just like. Slip notes into people's lockers, and you go, take a fuck yourself. <laughs> they're like, who's sending me these? And Frank's over by his locker. <laughs> just peeks out of the trash can. <laughs> it would be in the trash can. <laughs> in his fucking nine-inch... Na- no, wait. In his Metallica t-shirt. <laughs> I was like, wait, he's old. Uh-huh. So, his, Clark's friends are getting bullied, and Clark goes home to his parents. He's like, what do I do? Do I, like, talk to them, or do I smash them? Do I... 
lobotomize them? <laughs> do I end their life with my powers? <laughs> do I... Do I seize Galaxy away? <laughs> do, I pi- do I pinch them and, and rid them of all the blood in their body? Like, I don't know yeah. what to do. <laughs> what is my power set in this book? <laughs> so he's like, what do I do? Do I hurt them or do I talk to them? And Martha's, or, or John is like, well, you talk to them and then you hurt them. Oh. And, and Martha's like, no, 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 no. We just talk to them. Oh, so uh, this is where Superman kills three people. <laughs> so... You know, they tell him this, and then Clark goes up to his room, and, uh, like, I think he gets into some kind of, uh, argument with these, with these bully kids. I think, uh, I don't remember if he, like, hurts one of them too much. I think he might, I think he might, like, push one and, like, dislocate their shoulder or something. Oh, Jesus. But the point is that Clark and the bullies get in trouble, and, oh, right, because the bullies just straight up attack, like, Clark. And he, like, doesn't destroy them, but he obviously, like, breaks one of their arms or something. It's kind of reminiscent of that scene in Skyrim where you kill a dragon and a bunch of bandits immediately <laughs> attack you right after it. Get him. Um, hey, there he is killing that dragon. Let's get him. Wow. I don't know why in Skyrim... I think he's weak. I don't know why in Skyrim there would be, like, hillbillies, but, uh... You're in the wrong neck of Skyrim. You're in the wrong region. So, um... Clark and the bullies end up, like, in the principal's office. The The bullies' parents are all rich and powerful, and so they only get suspended for, like, a few days. Clark gets detention. Um, his parents are mad at him. In fact, you see, like, you see John Kent's inner monologue, and it's all just, like, censored curse words. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's, that's about right. Um, when Clark's in detention... Um, I think he's in there alone. I don't think anything happens in tension, but he gets attention. That night when he goes home, his mom's all upset with him for getting into a fight and stuff, and she's also like, you can't make it too obvious that you're stronger than everyone. Because we're, we're fortunate that, that everyone in, in Smallville is stupid, but you can't make it too obvious you have powers. We're very fortunate for the writer in this story to <laughs> really dumb down the intelligence of these characters. Good thing these NPCs have no knowledge of your your godhood. Um, but that night, John goes up to Clark's room. No, he's, oh no, no, he's like Clark. Listen, Clark. Listen, you'll never meet a finer woman than your mother, but she's not always right. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you have to be rough because he's like. Because he's like, Clark, you're a nice person, but you're nobody's doormat. And he's basically telling Clark that since... I feel like this particular... Situation? Uh, scenario? A version of Clark's dad should have been in the Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's but like... Then he just, but instead he dies <laughs> to a tornado. tornado. Yeah, no, <laughs> this John Kent is a lot like Man of Steel Clark Kent, or sorry, John Kent. But he's just a bit better. Mm. Like, like I, he just has a bit more good in him, I guess. Because like, Man of Steel John Kent isn't a bad father. He's just, like... Weird. He doesn't say enough. Yeah. He's too distant. He doesn't... He's not uh, sure. Because, you know, you remember that classic scene from Man of Steel where little kid Clark Kent is like, What should I have done? Just let those kids drown? And John's like, I don't know, maybe. Like, no, no, I don't, I don't want John. 
don't know. They're not our kids. Fuck it. I don't know. Jesus. I'm not even. Uh, if it were me, I would have let them drown because I'm kind of a fucked up. For me, I would just run away and go fuck my wife. I don't. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I mean, I mean, probably. I guess. Like, I can't, we can't, in order for a good Superman to exist, John Kent can't be like a half, he can't be half-assed in it. He can't be that dad that's like, uh, no honey, let him touch the stove, he's gotta learn. <laughs> he's gotta be a good man, so that Clark can be a good man. That's that's the whole point, Clark has to be a good person. You gotta have as 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 a reflection. That's <laughs> a reflection. He takes the best part of his parents with him. So John Kent goes upstairs. He's like, "Listen, you know nobody's doormat. You have strength. You just need to know how to like control it and like use it to make your life better." It's like the the thing of like Clark Kent lives in a world of cardboard. Yeah. So he's always holding back when he opens a door or something. Mm-hmm. It's like he's teaching him that. He's like, "You just gotta hold back, but use your strength when it's appropriate." So, so that's why we can't get a good gauge of his strength. Yeah, exactly, because he's, he's holding back. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't reached his full potential of, of Ultra Instinct or whatever the fuck. Um, some fucking anime some power. I'm, I'm Solar Superman. Solar power. Um, solar God. Solar fire. Um, but, uh, what is it, one day... Okay, so, so Clark gets on the bus that the next day, and um, the losers won't sit with him. Because they're like, hey man, since you got into like a scrape with those bullies, they've been bullying us extra hard. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> and the bullies have been telling the losers, um, hey, Clark Kent's a bad guy to hang around. Uh-huh. So it's like, now they're not escalating it to the point where they're killing these losers or anything. <laughs> they're gonna die. <laughs> it's, it's more like... They're gonna. We're gonna still bully the, the next losers. Step is murder, Rafi. I don't think these losers can get any worse. No, no, they, they found a. They found a level four point five. It's, okay, okay, okay. So they're still bullying the losers at the same amount, but they're also adding, "Hey, if you want this to like stop and you want it to like, let up a little bit, don't be friends with Clark." What? It's like the mafia. It's God. like the school mafia. Jesus, I've been out of the loop in school. This Damn. What, this what they do now. It's weird, because you always got, like, you still got to remember, this is Superman when he's, like, a teenager, so it's, like, 30 or 40, actually, no, because Dark Knight is still, by the time of Dark Knight 1, Batman's, like, 60, so Superman has to be around the same age, so this is, like, 50 years prior, so this is, like, the 1930s or something. God damn it. This is pretty advanced for 1930s. <laughs> so, I mean, advanced. if this was, like, the actual 1930s, advanced. it would have been, like, hey, I have a dollar. These are Guess what? I lifted out of the Great Depression. This is the advanced 30s. The Isn't adv- there, like, the Great Depression going on or something? Uh, probably, but it's not... It doesn't matter. That's the thing. In Dark Knight 1, there is, a pol- there is like, political social intrigue, but this isn't that. This is year one of Superman. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So... Right, this is, like, Metropolis or something. Yeah, not yet, but we're gonna get there. So, okay. so in Smallville, Superman is Clark's losing his friends because the bullies are saying don't hang out with Clark. Clark has to sit next to this redheaded girl named Lana Lang, who was one of his love interests in the main comics. Lana Lang is like, I think she's on the school reporter team or something. She writes for the the newspaper, um, and she like does photos and stuff. And she's telling him, like, listen, I have all these photos on those bullies picking on your friends. So, like, if we talk to the right people, we can, like, make change happen. 
she's like, man, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, she's like, we'll take them to, like, the, um, the school board and, like, uh, the superintendent. Like, we'll take them to the right people. Um, and so that night, she's like, come to my house and I'll show you the pictures. And he's like, your house? Wow. Puts on tie. <laughs> Puts on tie, combs his hair at the this same is, time. Uh, this is where he gets laid. Super laid. So, that night, Lana's like, on her roof, and it's one of those things where her window and like a smaller roof, oh, so she can sit on it. Yeah, yeah. that that cliche. She's not on her chimney, not like that. So, she um, she's on her roof that night, and she sees like a, a kid in the hoodie outside of her house, and she's like, "Okay, that must be Clark." So she goes down there, and she's like, "Hey, I have the photos," and two more boys come out, and they're the bullies, because they're on a bus. Of course, they heard what they were talking about. And the bullies are like, listen, uh, we're going to take those photos from you, and we're going to rip them up, and uh, we know that you're not going to stop trying to, like, get us in trouble, so um, we're probably just going to, like, rape you, and, like, you know. Oh, Jesus. Because it's a Frank Miller book. Of course, that word has to come up. So we're, and, he, and they no. don't straight up say it. They're like, we're going to do things to your body. We're going to make you want to stop, basically. The truth will never stop. These 15... The 16 year old boys are like oh yeah we're just taking this one that's it's just men rabbit. that's just men <laughs> they're all like that so Lana's like uh oh um but uh don't worry cause Clark shows up he lobotomizes them <laughs> yeah <laughs> I must take from the lessons of my father <laughs> hold back hold back hold back don't be a dick don't be a dick <laughs> Like, the echoes in his head. <laughs> Looking more, like, sideways. Just oh, God, I got twitchy eye syndrome. My yeah. lasers. He's like, I'll lobotomize them. Evaporates their bodies with heat. God, imagine if someone had, like, a really bad eye twitch, but had laser eyes. Oh, no. Like, the eyes, like, spaz out, and lasers just going everywhere. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, it's like the googly eyes you get for your pet rock. And just... <laughs> So, Clark shows up, and he, he he's smart about this. He kind of, like, there's already a fog that night, so he uses it to, like, hide from them. And, like, he's making it so, like, they punch each other. And he's also, like, giving them a, sh- a little shove. And, like, a little, like, grab and, and talk. Like, he's not physically punching them. He's just kind of pushing them around. And it's enough to scare them, and they run away. And, like... Oh, no, they don't run away. He pushes them around, and then he picks up Lara, and he flies for the first time. Hmm. And he flies away with her. And the boys, they're like, was that, was that Clark? And they're like, no, no, it couldn't be Clark. No, it was just, we, we, it was just the wind. Yeah, I thought it was the so wind. So they, they keep Clark, like, a secret between all of them so that they don't feel demasculated. And these bullies... Never appear again in the story. Well, that's good. They're kind of scumbag characters. Aren't yeah, but it's also like they fulfilled their role. They were things for Clark to punch. Yeah. So Clark flies off with Lara. He, you know, reveals and explains his powers to her. And, you know, they're talking about how they're going to use the photos to set up the bullies and get them in trouble. Um, and then, like, he takes her back home. And, like, you know, the bullies are gone or whatever. And he's like, you know, I need you to keep my secret. And she's like, okay, but I want you to tell me more about, like, your, your origin and stuff. And he's like, let me, like, court you first. So they start dating. It's like, you know, the thing. 
And, you know, it's like idealized dating where, like, uh, you know, they're sleeping together, first of all. Um, but, like, their families meet up and have, like, barbecues together. Mm. It's, like, a really good relationship that, like, goes throughout high school. Um, and, like, you know those loser friends who, like, the whole point of Clark railing against the bullies was to save his friends? They never appear again. Hmm. You know why? Because Clark has a girlfriend now, so he can't have friends. Wow. Yeah. I, I, they don't straight up say that, but, like, Frank is writing this. And as soon as the bullies are taken care of, we never hear from them again. As soon as Clark gets a girlfriend, we never hear from his friends again. And you know how Clark used to be kind of a loser and, like, an outcast? Yeah. Well, now he's on the football team. Huh. And, and you know how Laura was, like, a photographer and, like, railing against the system? Well, now she's a cheerleader. That's a drastic change. Yeah. Well, no. Now that they're, like, banging, they want to be popular. <laughs> as you do. Now that, you know, you hang out with losers, you got to up your image. So, you know, Clark joins the football team, and again, it's kind of like Incredibles, because he has to, like, hold back a little bit. Like, it's like Dash at the end of the I always, movie. I always kind of wonder how, um, how strong Mr. Incredible was. I always thought he was, like, like a Luke Cage kind of level of strength. Then again, yeah. he lifted the giant ball, that robot. Yeah. So I guess it's more a little bit like Superman. Not as intense. Yeah. It's like... It's like one-sixth of Superman's power or something. It's like... It's almost like He-Man, but minus the 80s cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got the proportionate strength of a He-Man. Yeah. Um, or I guess, you know, if the Incredibles are, are a weird reference to Fantastic Four, maybe he's, like, as strong as the thing. Mm. But um, point is that, you know, Superman's playing football. He goes a little bit far... Once, like, not violently, but, like, he's got the ball, and other kids are, like, jumping on him, and he's still moving while all these kids are piled on top of him. And the crowd is, like, going wild, but but John and Martha are just, like, showing off. <laughs> Some bitch. Um, we get to graduation, and, like, Superman's working on the farm, and, and, and he's talking to his dad about college. And John is like, so what do you, what do you think I'm doing for college? He's like, I don't think I want to go to college yet. And John's like, so... You burn up. But we saved all this money for college. What are we supposed to do with it? And he's like, oh, just use it while I'm gone. And they're like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to join the Navy. And this is, like, kind of the most furthest departure from, like, the typical Superman origin story. Because Superman wants to join the Navy and see the world. Like, he wants to explore the world, and most of the world is ocean, so he wants to start there. And the thing is, like... I know what Frank's trying to do and say with this. It, it's the idea that, like, humans know... They know, like... They lack just as much knowledge about what's under the ocean as what they lack of what's in, the, like, the stars. Hmm. You know, that, that idea that, like, we still don't know what's in the ocean completely. Yeah. And because Superman is an alien and he wants to explore and he's curious about his own space origins the sea is kind of like that for him. He's like, I want to explore the sea because as a person, I haven't realized yet that I want to explore space. And it, it's a, I think it's a neat idea, um, but the way Frank kind of writes it is weird. Superman straight up says, I want to explore and start with the ocean. The ocean, it calls for me. Like, he says oh. that. <laughs> like, 
And John is a, you Aquaman son of a bitch. <laughs> He's son of a, and it's funny because talking to fish, Aquaman doesn't show up in the story. And it's going to be weirder as we go. But I just want you to remember that. And remember that he was in Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, for a little, like, a quick minute. He helped, like, get Superman out of the ocean or something. But, anyway, um, Clark is like, I want to join the Navy. And you can use my college money to, like, help keep you guys afloat. Because without me here, you're going to be doing less farm work. And uh, they're like, oh, but we're going to miss you. Like, why are you going to leave us? And Clark's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll come back eventually. His parents will not be seen again in this book. Jesus. Get used to that. Um, and, like, the final day in Smallville is, like, Clark goes to Lana's house. It's, like, the final night. He goes to Lana's house. They sleep together. The next day, he leaves to go get on the bus to, like, you know, ship out to wherever the Navy base is. Um, he's on the bus. He's saying bye to his parents. His mom is like, hey, in your bag, I packed you an outfit. I made it from the blankets you were wrapped in when you landed here. And it's a Superman costume. Um, she's like, so that way when you come out to the Earth as an alien, you'll make a good impression. And I, like, I don't know if they say this, but in some continuities, there's, like, photos or videos of Kryptonian life on Superman's pod, and, and Martha bases his outfit off of what Kryptonians would wear. Hmm. Yeah, instead of it just being, like, a strongman outfit, basically. Hmm. So, Clark gets the costume, he gets on the bus, and he, as they're, you know, pulling out, he looks back one more time, and he looks towards the farm that Lana lives on, and he uses his enhanced vision to see her, and because she knows that he can see her, she's sitting on her roof with a sign that says, I love you and I miss you, and he's like, don't worry, Lana, I'll come back. Lana will not appear in the story again. Oh. Yeah, forget all that. He's in the Navy now. In the Navy. <laughs> he's a seaman. And this is, <laughs> this is issue two. He's in the Navy. Um, and, like, you know how in Smallville he didn't really care about hiding his powers? Oh. It, it, it's like that here, too. Like, he's doing push-ups, and he's like... <laughs> he's, like, pushing the earth under him, like Chuck Norris. <laughs> he does Chuck Norris <laughs> push-ups. He's assuming he pushes the earth down. <laughs> Did you see the... I'm sorry. Did you see the death battle? With Chuck Norris and oh, the Sacred Saturn guy? Yeah! I saw that when it came out. <laughs> and, like... There's, there's a part where, like, like the, the Sega Saturn guy is going for a kick, and Chuck Norris gets down and, like, pushes the earth down. Like, he does the push-up thing. And Sega Saturn guy's like, whoa! It's great. Go watch that fight. It's great. Oh, it's one of my favorite episodes it's of, one of the It's one of the more epic ones. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I think they implode the universe. I don't remember. No, they ended up endlessly fighting different galaxies. <laughs> In the stars. they never... Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they could, never... Uh, they could never... They're equals. Yeah, they're equals. God damn it. Exploding shoulder toss. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So, so Superman's in the Navy. He's doing push-ups faster than everyone else. He's just better than everyone else. Hmm. He has this... Is he uh, rising through the military right now? No. He's just a better cadet, like a better private. His privates are better. He's just he's just better than everyone else. Is um, he just like... Can you just snipe with any normal gun? Because he has enhanced vision? Okay, so he is training with guns, and he's a sharpshooter. Because he has enhanced vision, and because, like, he has, like, a pistol that John gave him. Hmm. And, like, it's weird, because in the narration, he's talking about how, like, military pistols are much better, because it's just lighter and there's less buck. And, like, it's just weird, because it's like... I don't think Superman would care about buck. He wouldn't... Because, like, 
the blowback yeah. from the gun. He would just stand still. He's Superman. What are you talking about? Yeah. He's a sharpshooter with any gun. What are you talking about? And um, he gets a sniper. And he gets a sniper when you're Superman. That's good. That's a, I wish someone would say that in a book. Um, so Superman's in the Navy, and he's training, and he has this um, this captain. I don't remember his name. But he's got this captain. And he, and this captain knows... And like the captain's like the new father figure for Superman. He's like, I know, I know you have powers. I just need you to take it easy. Don't be such a show-off. Um, but he doesn't... It's not like one of those things you'd imagine where like he calls like... Hey, government, uh, I have, a, I have an alien. <laughs> Which is what he totally do. But apparently this part of the book isn't rational. Um, I mean, you're probably going to use Superman for, like, super soldier bullshit. Yeah. So Superman's running on the beach. He's running on the beach with, like, the other cadets. And uh, he keeps looking at the ocean while he's running. And, like, he's slowing down. And his captain is like... His captain's like... Kent. Eyes forward. Like, what are you doing looking at the water? And Clark looks at him and legit says this. He's like, I'm sorry, Captain, but the sea, it's it's so beautiful. And the Captain's like, freak. Fucking Nancy boy, get back to running. You fucking idiot, go. Come on, run. And, like, one night, Clark's looking at the ocean, and uh, he's there alone on the, on the ocean, and, and the Captain walks up next to him, and he's like, you can see them, can't you? What? <laughs> what? What is it hinting at? That's my favorite thing about you. It's like if someone says something vague and mysterious, what? you're like, wait a minute. What? You just can't just walk up to someone staring at them and just like, is he okay? It's like, walk up. It's like the dragon's returned. Wait, what? Excuse me. What dragon? Okay, so. That would be like you just staring at a wall and I just walk up and you're like, you can see him, can you? <laughs> you can see him too, can't you? So. Freak! <laughs> General is like, you can see them, can't you? And Superman's like, what do you, what do you mean? And he's like, don't lie to me, Clark. I know you can see them with your powers. Them. See people. No, they both look out there. There's a fucking mermaid on a rock. Come <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> and Clark's like, is, is that a mermaid? Yeah. And, the, and the, the captain's like, yup. Seeing <laughs> them every day now. And he's like, Clark, I need you to be careful, okay? You can't go out there. I can't lose another man to these these mermaids. <laughs> I keep killing them, but I keep coming back. Like, that's legit his thing. It's like, he doesn't kill them, but like, because he trains on this beach, soldiers have seen the mermaids, and like, Forget their wives or girlfriends and just go and they go swim out to the mermaids and they drown. It's it's like old school it's like how old school, old school mermaids walked. Yeah. It worked. So Clark is like, but they're so beautiful. <laughs> and, and the general and the captain's like, Clark, go out for a beer or something. Like go get laid. <laughs> Fucking nerd, go get laid. So Clark goes out one night and there's like a fight between one of the soldiers and like because one of the soldiers is getting a little too handsy, I guess, with a with a female patron of this bar. And so Clark, like, breaks his arm or something. I go easy on him, I break his arm. <laughs> Clark gets in trouble and he has to, like, as punishment, like, scrub the, the, the like, walls with his toothbrush and shit. Just military stuff, I guess. Engineer scrub with toothbrush. You scrub. 
Yeah, um, the thing is because they don't put fundings in the cleaning utensils. Yeah, they put it into schools. Yeah. You know, they putting it into schools. Remember who pays. Remember who pays for your books. Um, so, like, one day, Clark is, like, training or whatever, and uh, they have, like, an actual emergency where there's, like, terrorists. Oh, no. And the terrorists have a bomb. Oh, wow. So, like, Clark and his, his, his platoon go out there to, like, you know, get the terrorists. And the problem is that despite carrying a gun, Superman refuses to kill. Which, if you're going to be on the Navy, and you're a soldier, that kind of gets in the way of everything. Mm-hmm. And again, he's being very, like, like, nonchalant with his powers. He's like, okay, there's like six terrorists in there. And they're like, how do you know? And he's like, whatever, never mind. I saw them. And he like, you know, <laughs> he uses like the bunt of his gun to knock out one of them. One of the other soldiers tries to shoot a terrorist, and it gets in front of the bullet. And you're like, Clark, move, I can't get a straight shot. And he's like, it's fine, I knocked him out. One terrorist pulls out, like, a grenade. And before he can... He pulls the pin, right? <laughs> Clark runs over, grabs the grenade out of the guy's hands, and just holds it in his hands. And the grenade goes off in Clark's hands. So he's like, don't worry, uh, it was a dud. The, 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 the grenade was a dud. The terrorist is, like, literally freaking the fuck out. He's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> I think Terry's like, uh, no, that was a real grenade, and you have powers, and you're shitty at hiding them. So, because Clark won't kill, the Navy has to kick him out. I mean... Isn't that, like, situational? No, he refused, he had a gun, and he refused to shoot. He had a grenade, and he, he refused he, to... He like, shot in the kneecaps or something? Oh, he yeah. Oh, he absolutely out. could have, but chose not to. He chose not to, like... He just knocked them out. He didn't shoot them at all. Even though he's like, oh, these guns are so sexy and cool. The sea, it calls to me. <laughs> You don't understand. The sea, it calls to me. <laughs> I can see them. You can see them, can you? Jesus. <laughs> he just walks up behind him, arms folded, just looking out the window. You can see them, can't you, Clark? What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> so, Clark has to leave the Navy. He gets his stuff together, and he's about to walk yeah, out. missing much, you know? And his, his captain, who I just remembered his name is Kurtzberg, um, is like, Well, Clark, uh, you have powers. Use them for the good. You know, don't be... He's just giving the same fucking John Kent lesson. And the captain's also like, alright, bye. And and Clark goes to leave, and the captain's like, what are you doing? The the exit's that way. You're walking towards the ocean. And Clark's like, I know. And he runs into the ocean. And and Kurtzberg is just like, Freak. Say hello to the ladies for me, Clark. God, I wanna fuck a mermaid. Go fuck... (laughs) Go fuck one of those mermaids for me, boy. Do one for your old man. Don't name it after He should have been like Clark. <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> so Clark runs into the ocean, and he finds a <laughs> fucking mermaid. What? This is a Superman book, right? <laughs> okay, here's the fucked up thing, David. Mermaids have always been part of, of Superman's history. Really? So, okay, in the 60s, 50s maybe... He had a mermaid girlfriend named Lori Lamera. 
What? Yeah, yeah. And she she came. It was like when he's in college, he meets this girl in a wheelchair named Lori, and she turns out to be a mermaid. And then she takes the blanket off her legs, and she's a fucking fish tail. Don't they need water? What is she doing in a wheelchair in college? And then. <laughs> And then when they don't like, worry about my water respirators on my neck. In the eighties, when they reboot Superman, uh, they they had the chance to do anything, and they still did mermaid. <laughs> so in the eighties, when they rebooted Superman, they reestablished that he had a mermaid girlfriend in college. But it was like that that movie Splash, where she like in the water she gets the tail, outside the water she gets legs. Now that's clever. <laughs> I don't care what you say. That's clever. If you're gonna have a mermaid at all, I guess. So, like, he's... So, the the fucked up part is, like, you're reading it, and you're like, why why are there mermaids in the Superman book? This is so fucking random. What? Why? Why are they here? We are both aliens in our own right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly that. But, but you're reading it, you're like, why is there a mermaid here? But then you, like, you Google it, and it's like, oh, there's always been mermaids in Superman's story. Not, you know, as frequent, and, like, it's kind of nice, because later on, like, Lori lives in Atlantis, and she's an Atlantean, which makes a little bit more sense, but it's just, like, you're reading a Superman story expecting one thing, and then fucking mermaids. It's like if you were reading, like, like a Daredevil comic, and he, like, walks into a room, and, like, hi, I'm Medusa, it's nice to meet you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, I didn't even think about that. That would work really well, because Matt's blind. He, he wouldn't be able still, to, Can he still technically see, but, like, a different way? He can't look into Medusa's eyes and turn to stone. Mm. There's a fight. There's a good fight right there. I mean, she still, has, she still has snakes on her head. Yeah. So, yeah, Clark meets a mermaid named Lori, and that's, they hook up immediately, because she's like, oh my god, you're so high. And they go, they go to Atlantis, which is, like, way smaller than you'd expect it to be. And there's, like, a, a crashed submarine in Atlantis. I guess some humans crashed there and died in the drowning submarine. But the submarine crashed into Atlantis and, like, broke down a wall, basically. So, the Atlanteans don't like humans. But Clark gets a pass because he's an alien. Better. So, Lori's like, oh, my God, you have to meet my dad, King Triton. He is... Actually, it's... Sorry. It's Poseidon. Bro, Poseidon. It's very sad. And, like, it's, like, the god, Poseidon. Like, those are him and Greek god? Poseidon. Yes, but he doesn't look like he'd be a god. He's legit just a merman with red hair. It, I mean... I don't know. Yeah. If you're a god, it's, like, I feel like there should be, like, another I mean, step. the Greek gods were, like, the closest looking to us. Or are we close to looking like them? <laughs> what does it all mean? So, Clark goes to meet Poseidon, and Poseidon's like, oh, you want to hook up my daughter? No. Fuck you, kid. Weirdo. Golem, get him. And so a golem comes out and attacks Clark. Clark defeats the golem. By the way, he's wearing a Superman costume. They don't talk about how he talks underwater, <laughs> or if he needs oxygen. In regular continuity, Superman does need oxygen. But here, he, I guess, does, I guess he... He breathes in the air molecules between the water. Uh, uh, There's oxygen H2O. He just breathes that. Yeah. He, he filters it. There's selective breathing. He can choose whatever you want to breathe. Truly, he is a god. Um, so, he fights this golem and defeats it. And he's like, listen, I wanna, I'm taking your daughter. 
precise, like, wow, that was like our <laughs> only golem, and he just killed it. <laughs> he was a living thing, like, he, he had life. Bro. He loved bowling, I, like, he had I a personality. I've seen, seen your Navy techniques. <laughs> wow, that, oh, he knows how, he knows <laughs> Navy martial arts. Wow, no one's ever done that before. <laughs> wow, most people just drown when they get here. <laughs> Freak. So he destroys the golem. And then Poseidon's like, listen, if you want my daughter, uh, you're going to have to like perform some, some trials, some tests. He's just, like sitting there thinking, you know, some, some, some trials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's totally that. He's totally Because he's like... On the fly. He's, he's totally like, all right, go outside and I'll get the first test ready. Guys, guys, come on, come on, come on. How do we get the fuck out? How do we get out of here? Please, he's ruining everything. <laughs> Listen, he's ruining it's everything. A, it's a submarine thing all over again. He's got legs. God. Isn't that weird? It's not... That's totally what the mermaids would be like, too. They'd be like, yes, we, why is it... Yes. Why does he have two tails? What the fuck is that about? Someone's like, no, I think they're called legs. What is... Oh. Like a frog? And in fact, that's actually what Poseidon calls them. He calls them frog legs. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> he's got legs. He's doesn't, not like... doesn't Superman have like that hot reporter farmer girl? Who, why Lana? Why is, is he getting all mixed up with a freaking Lana's not in the book anymore. He talked about her. He's, <laughs> oh, you've you so forgotten. Right. Her existence oh, it doesn't matter you're, you're so right. You, you know, he's still technically in that committed relationship. Yeah, no, no. I mean, Smallville, it's gone now. It's, what's Smallville? I don't remember that. <laughs> Someone save me. The, I don't think there was any mermaids in that show. I don't know. I better. I, mean, I gotta there, look back. There was in that really bad Aquaman's I'm gonna, live action. <laughs> I'm gonna look back. I'm gonna Google Smallville mermaids and see if they're in that show when this is over with. <laughs> so, so, Superman sits outside and he's just waiting there. He's like, "All right, I'm just gonna wait for these trials to start." Poseidon pushes a boulder from the top of the building onto <laughs> Superman. <laughs> The boulder the crushes him. The fucking boulder. crushes him. He's like... Hey. He's like going up the stairs. He takes his trident and just like... He takes his trident and just like puts it in there and just kind of... Uh, sir. There's an easier way. No. No, it's fine. Listen, I put this rock on top of the roof for this specific reason. No, you're no fucking like bastard. <laughs> I just need leverage. Oh, wait, I'm underwater. So, he tips the boulder over and it falls on Clark. And besides, what like, is this Looney Tunes bullshit? Besides, like, look, see, honey, Lori, you didn't even pass the test. You got crushed by the rock. Dead. dead. What can I say? And then Superman punches the rock and it breaks. Besides, like, oh, incredible. How could, how could this have failed? Yeah, no. Superman he one-shotted my golem. I did not expect him to punch this rock. Which is weaker than the golem. <laughs> And also made out of rock. <laughs> oh man, I wasn't thinking. No, he punches the Poseidon's like he broke the rock. Truly, he is a god. And Poseidon's <laughs> this is where it gets kooky, man. So Poseidon's also like, um, soldiers, shoot him with your trident lasers, and and he sends like electric eels after Clark, and Clark just absorbs the electricity. Yeah, we're like sea snakes, eh? So he. He he resists the laser beams and and the eels and shit. It it, it comes out on top. And, and Poseidon's like, oh, he passed another test. How is this possible? He's literally just coming up with all this shit 
on the fly. <laughs> and like, it's the, not even... The, the last test is to drink this cup <laughs> of water. But we're underwater. Exactly, it's endless. Drink it. So he throws lasers and eels at him and nothing works. And Poseidon's like, damn it, nothing's working. God. So fine, I'll just, I'll summon the Kraken. Oh yeah, the, the last resort. So he summons the Kraken. He summons the Kraken. The Kraken's like, bruh, and like, it like swallows Superman. And then Superman like punches its insides up. And the Kraken comes back to Poseidon. And Poseidon's like, ah yes, he was defeated by the Kraken. And then the Kraken just opens its mouth and Superman just walks out like, hey, I beat up your Kraken. And, and Poseidon's like, well then, perhaps you're ready for the real Kraken. Oh yeah, Kraken 2. Kraken. That was the that was the baby Kraken. Here's the real one, and like a real, like giant Kraken comes out. And Superman punches that. Uh-huh. And like Poseidon's ordering it around, and like the Kraken is like the Kraken realizes that Poseidon put its baby in danger, and Poseidon's now yelling at the Kraken. So the giant Kraken just attacks Poseidon. And Poseidon's like, fine, I'll leave. And you'll be king of Atlantis, Superman. Yeah, take that. Aha! And, okay, so here's, here's some fucked up shit. Um, the reason Poseidon didn't want Superman to hook up with Lori is because, like, Lori's his daughter, but the mother's, like, dead. And, like, I think Lori's, like, one of many daughters of Poseidon. But he's choosing her to be his wife. That's kind of weird. Yeah, he's like, you will take your mother's place in every sense. Oh. Yeah, it's like, make no make no mistake, I'm going to bang my fish daughter. And no frog-legged legged man, boulder-punching freak is going to stop me. But he stops him, because fucking Superman just punches two rocks, punches two krakens, and then Poseidon's like, fine, I'll leave the kingdom. Fine, I guess you can just have everything. Yeah, it's like not even about that, man. I don't want your kingdom. I just want to fuck your daughter. Wow. Why are you gonna, okay. Why are you gonna be like this about it? You passed every bullshit test. I fine, just take it. It's totally that. It's like fine, just take everything and take my kingdom and take my keys and here's my car. And you're like, D I didn't want yeah. all this. Calm down. Poseidon's kind of a bitch. You're being a baby. It's like no, you're being, here. Here, have the ocean. I don't give a shit. Fine. You want to Here's what I try. Just cuts off his dick. Here, this will turn to a woman one day or something. Um, so, like, Poseidon leaves, and he's like, One day, Superman, I'll come back and, and defeat you. Poseidon will never show up again in this book. So Superman's King of Atlantis. And you're like, How does Aquaman tie into this? He doesn't. So... <laughs> There's no mentioning of Aquaman, even though he, we know he's supposed to exist later on. So Superman... Maybe he just wasn't born yet. Maybe maybe Aquaman is just the son of Superman. <laughs> That'd be so weird. So, Superman lives with Lori in Atlantis. And yet, there's no indication of how he can breathe underwater. And that's like the end of issue two. So issue three opens, and uh, we introduce Lois Lane. Wow. She's in a submarine, under the water, under the sea, 
and she's like doing a report on the ocean for the the Daily Planet. So Lois Lane is relative of Lana Lane. No, because it's Lana Lang, and this is Lois Lane. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're two unconnected, different love interests for Superman. Okay. So Lois is in the submersible doing a story on the ocean. Uh, her submersible is like I think damaged by like Atlanteans or something. Like it's one of those things where they don't trust people coming down to the ocean, so they attack the sub. I mean, we fucking polluted, so... Yeah, I mean, they crashed the whole submarine into Atlantis, so... Um, so Superman has to save Lois, and so he picks up the submersible, brings it to the surface, she's, like, drowning, so he gives her mouth-to-mouth precipitation, and he, he, in his dialogue, or I guess in his thought bubble, he has to make sure not to blow her, th- her lungs out with his super breathing. So, she is brought back to life, and, uh, you know, they see each other, and they're like, oh, man, you're beautiful. And, and she's like, yeah, you're beautiful, too. Oh, my God. And, uh... Completely forgets about his hot mermaid girlfriend. Atlantis will never appear again in this book. <laughs> it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. And, like, this is completely unrelated to what's happening, David. But there is a group of military soldiers who are storming the beach because they know Superman's there. So Superman leaves Lois in a tree somewhere, goes back to the beach, and there's soldiers there, and they're like, you're coming with us, Superman. And it's like, no. And so he, like, they throw a net on him. Oh, a net. And he rips it. They shoot him with their bullets. They bounce off. He, like, breaks their guns and just, like, pushes them all down. He's like, listen, I don't, yeah, I don't want any problem with your government. I'm not here to hurt anyone. Leave me alone. And they're like, oh, okay. And so he leaves. <laughs> and he gets Lois and he brings her to like, the nearest hospital. And, you know, because he picked up the whole reporting thing from Lana, and because he met a reporter, which is Lois, because um, I think she was doing some kind of story about how oil companies are dumping, like, fuel into the ocean. And, like, her, her gumption and willingness to, like, risk her life, like, inspires Superman to do the same thing. It's like between those two girls, he realized that, like, <laughs> like Lori was just like, I just fucked a mermaid. But, like, the other girls kind of inspired him that real justice is through, uh, like, the, like literature and, and, and uh, journalism. And not punching rocks and shit. So, we cut forward in time. Superman is, like, an adult. He's, like, in his, like, late 20s. He's in Metropolis. He buys a pair of glasses from, like, a costume shop, and he becomes, like, Clark Kent the reporter. Huh. And, like, again, it it really feels like Frank was supposed to get two more issues, because he's in Metropolis, he's being Superman and Clark Kent, and he, like, he gets, like, a report that there's a hostage situation, like, Lex Luthor's being held hostage in his building... And Superman's like, I'm on it. And so he, Superman's up and he goes there. And he fights the, the terrorists or whatever, like the, the criminals. And saves Lex. And Lex is like, Superman, uh, I, I want to talk to you. And like, it's, it's obvious that this was a setup just to get Lex to talk to Superman. But they don't straight up say that. And Lex is like... So, okay. Lex's plan is Batman vs. Superman the movie. 
he's like, hey, uh, you should go fight Batman. And he shows Superman photos of how violent Batman is. And Superman's like, yeah, I'll go fight him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. Thanks, Lex. Thanks, best friend. (laughs) Assumedly because he's also in love with Lex or something. So, uh, can you get these interns out of here? (laughs) The terrorists are just interns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Superman goes to, like, Metropolis. Or, sorry, goes to Gotham. He finds Batman. And again, this is like, you're reading it and you're like, I thought this was Superman year one. What the fuck is Batman doing here? God damn it. And, like, this is supposed to be the first time the two of them are meeting. But it's just, like, weirdly placed in continuity because of All-Star Batman and Robin. Because in All-Star Batman and Robin, they introduced the Justice League. And, like, Superman and Wonder Woman, I think Plastic Man and Green Lantern are there. I think the Flash, too. I can't remember. But, like, the Justice League shows up and, and, and... all-Star Batman or the Boy Wonder, and it's before Batman joins the League. And in that story, the League is worried about their image as superheroes because Batman is so fucking nuts in that book. He, he kidnaps a 12-year-old and turns him into Robin in that book. So, the reason it's kind of weird is because we know the first time Superman flew was when he saved Lana. That's what Frank Miller establishes in this book. In 2009, when he was doing All-Star Batman and Robin, The Boy Wonder, he establishes like that Superman doesn't know he can fly. And this is Superman when he's like 30 in that book. Hmm. So Superman's like running across the ocean to like go do a thing, and Batman's inner monologue is, the idiot doesn't even know he can fly yet. Which, like, back then, when we did that episode, it was still weird. Because we're all sitting there like, wait, if Superman doesn't know he can fly, how does Batman know? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But now, we've actually doubled the weirdness. Because not only should Superman know he should fly, he's already flown. And he's been flying in this book ever since he flew the first time in Smallville when he was 16. The the Millerverse is kind of weird. I think Miller just forgot he wrote All-Star Batman and Robin. I think he did too. Because that was just, like, what, a one-issue thing? No, that... Okay, All-Star Batman and Robin was, like, nine issues. It was really? supposed, It was supposed to be, like, 13. Because All-Star Superman was 13 issues. When they gave Frank All-Star Batman, it was like, alright, you can have 12 or 13 issues. It was so bad and so, like, like heavily delayed between issues, it got cancelled after nine. Hmm. So, like, I, I truly think Frank just forgot he did that. Which is, like, for the better. Because I feel like... All-Star Batman Robin, the Boy Wonder, is, like, the pinnacle of, like, if you want to know how crazy Frank is, read this book. Like, especially, because I have the collected edition. Get the collected edition because it has notes from Frank. Like, Frank sent notes to Jim Lee, who was drawing it. And the notes were, like, uh, draw Vicky Vale, um, make make them drool, Jim. Like, make her look like a, like a, a sexy lady. I want, like, show a lot of ass. Like, just, like... Like, we're drawing smut, Jim. That's what we're doing today, Jim. Mm-hmm. I'm getting off on this, Jim. I woke up. <laughs> said, hey, I'm going to send a note to Jim. <laughs> Jim, more tits. <clears throat> more tits. More tits. I want, I want Black Canary's cleavage in every panel. God, I want Batman to pre-come when he sees her. Because <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> I've always had a crush on her. That's also the book where Batman ate rats. It's also the book where he was like, Dick Grayson's like, who do you think you are? And Batman's like, what are you, dense? What are you, retarded or something? I'm the goddamn Batman. Bites rat, looks at porn. Like, I feel like Frank just 
cranks <laughs> like a particular personality Are of you... a super or like either Batman or Superman just cranks it to eleven. Oh, absolutely! Because like when he when he has Superman and All Star Batman and Robin, Superman's like standing in this room with the rest of the Justice League, but he's like bending a girder around his arms, like like he's working out his muscles while he's talking, and it's like. Jesus Christ, man. Calm down. Like, he took Wonder Woman, cranked her to 11. Right, she's like, slaughter all men. Yeah. They all, they're all awful. And then and for like, some reason... Green Lantern is Green Lantern's just, just an idiot. He's just, an, like, he's a, he's a trustworthy idiot. Like, what does he, what does he think the DC heroes are? I think he's just like, Batman is awesome and everyone else sucks. But even then, he's writing the Superman story, so like... Clearly, he was just in a different mindset for this. Yeah. So he was going through shit back then. So, yeah, so Superman goes to Batman, he's like, hey, stop being brutal to, to bad guys. Like, stop beating up the insane, basically. Stop what you're doing. And Batman's like, no, what? Bruh. You came to my city. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is what... No. And, um... This is my hobby. <laughs> that's what I do. And, like, it's weird because, like... Okay, here's the other thing I forgot. This is the other weird, like, it doesn't work, like a plot hole. So, we're meant to believe that, like, Superman and Batman are meeting here for the first time. And Superman kind of started, like, he's around the same age as Batman, right? That's kind of the common knowledge. In Batman Year One, which is both Batman's origin story and the origin story for the Dark Knight Returns universe, there's a panel where Jim Gordon is getting a back massage by his wife. And his wife says, you don't need to go to Metropolis for a Man of Steel. Like, your back is so, like, hard and knotted. So it was just this little line that was like a little doorway line, like a little joke. But it basically says, like, oh yeah, around the same time Batman was starting out, so was, like, Superman already existed in Metropolis. So it's like, Frank, I did... Dude, you just forget shit, don't you? But, point is, Superman's in Metro Superman's in Gotham. He's telling Batman to stop being so violent. Batman's like, you don't come to my city and tell me what to do, is, you f fucking jackass. And again, it's like, we don't know what point in his career this is supposed to be Batman. Is it like, year one Batman? Is it all-star Batman and Robin? Is Robin sitting at home? Like, what the fuck is this? But he's like... Picks up Batman, because Batman's also in the middle of fighting the Joker. And we, we learn later that Lex is working with the Joker. So again, it's like, Superman, year one, featuring Batman and the Joker. Um, and Superman's about to punch Batman. And his arm is caught, David, by Wonder Woman. Because she's meeting them for the first time as well. Issue three of oh, Superman, year, Superman year one is the Trinity. So Wonder Woman stops him, and Wonder Woman's like, Hey, you're being had, Superman. Let's go take my lasso of truth and tie up Lex Luthor and get him to tell us the truth. And Batman and Superman are like, Okay, and they all go back to Patrol. The Joker is just there. <laughs> no, they like, I think they rest. <laughs> okay. Like, huh. Alright. This is hilarious. Um, so they apprehend the Joker. And assumedly he goes to Arkham until he escapes and kills Jason. Because um, the timeline's fucked anyway. Um, we've gone full Terminator. Um, they go back to Metropolis. They tie up Lex Luthor in the Lasso of Truth, which Frank calls it the Lasso of Submission. Okay. 
And Lex is like, oh yeah, I was totally tricking you guys. I just wanted you to kill Batman so that me and the Joker could, like, peddle drugs out and shit. And Superman's like, you're going to jail. And so Lex goes to jail until he eventually breaks out and teams up with Brainiac Frog to pretend to be the president in the second book. <laughs> so, the Trinity's just standing outside and they're like, we did it. These three people that hadn't known each other until today who, not four minutes ago, were going to kill each other, got Lex to tell the truth and go to jail, and are standing outside with their, their arms in their, on their hips like, Ha-ha! Heroism prevails, buckos! <laughs> and so, 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 when, when Superman, so when they had Lex tied up and telling the truth, Lex revealed that he, he knew about Planet Krypton exploding, but he knew there was a city that survived, called Kandor which is put into a bottle by Brainiac. Somehow Lex knows that. So Superman's like, I gotta go find Brainiac and rescue Kandor. By the end of the book, he's like, I'm gonna go into space and explore and find Kandor. Lois Lane oh. never appears again. <laughs> and so, you know, he's gonna, be, he's gonna leave, and Wonder Woman is so impressed by Superman. Because everyone is. And, and she's like, wait, kiss me. What? Kiss me, Superman. Because because all other men are frail and weak, but you're strong. You can tame this Amazonian puss. Um, so you can tame the beasts. That's me. My Amazonian strange. Um, so Superman's like, okay, I'll kiss you. And, and this is the... Okay. This is the most Superman thing he does in this book. He goes to kiss Wonder Woman. He grabs her head, and he kisses her forehead. And she's like, what? And he's like... Alright guys, bye. Batman, I'll, I guess I'll see you later. Kiss him. No, he doesn't kiss him. Um, so Superman's you know, like, he kisses him on the lips. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Batman's like into it. He's like, yeah, okay. Right. Wow. Whoa, what a, what a Superman. Alfred, write that down. That would be, because he, like, he could have. You know, like, I mean, Superman does end up with Wonder Woman in the future books. But it's like, sure, Superman's bi. It's, it's the Frank Miller universe. <laughs> but Superman kisses Wonder Woman on the, on the head. And then flies into space. And the and Wonder Woman's like, she has the ending monologue where she's like, oh, you, you, you boy, you go out into space and you become a man and you come back to me. You come back for your Amazonian, <laughs> you come back to your Amazonian bride. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Excuse me? And, and Frank's, like the Frank, the narrator in the book is like, and so Superman leaves into space. He leaves behind the planet he loves and his Amazonian, uh, he leaves behind uh, the woman of his dreams to explore the stars. And it's like, he just met her five minutes ago. <laughs> They've shared not two oh, conversations. No. <laughs> and the narrator's like, and he leaves his love behind. And he will return to his Amazonian queen. Don't you know? <laughs> and like, and the reason I say it's the most Superman thing, like kiss her on the forehead, is like, yeah, I mean, that's what Superman would do anyway. Like, if anyone, if anyone that wasn't his wife was like, kiss me, Superman, he wouldn't, like, be like, okay, well, he'd be like, this is the man that bested Poseidon. <laughs> but, like, main continuity Superman, if he saved the woman from a burning building, and she was, like, so wrapped up in emotion, she wanted to kiss him, he would, like, kiss her on the head. Because it's such, like, a, like, kind of parental thing. It's like, yeah. you're gonna do good. Bye. You know? And Superman's everyone's dad anyway, so, like, why not? 
But, like, the book ends with him flying into space to go find Kandor. Like, that's supposed to be Superman. And, like, it's so... I, I just realized this now. This is supposed to be... Okay, so Batman Year One made sense, because it was legit one year in Bruce's life. And in that year, he comes back from his training, mm. he becomes Batman, and he builds a relationship with Jim Gordon to establish, I'm going to protect Gotham. At the end of the book, Jim sets up the spotlight for the bat yeah. signal, and he's like... Uh, you know, I called Batman here a little while ago. There's this guy calling himself the Joker. I, I think we're going to figure it out. That's how the book ends in Batman Year One. Superman Year One is like... No, it's like Superman Year, like, six. Because it goes through, like, fucking stages in his life. Yeah. Actually, no, it's like Year 30, because we start with him being a baby. Like, it's not even exactly a year. And I know that's a weird oh. nitpick. You know what I mean? Yeah, technically you're right. Like, Year One should have been... If you wanted to go accurate with the name, your one should have been, like, Clark getting to Metropolis, and that's the start of the book. I think the first year should have been when he first discovered his powers. Right, when he goes from, like, 16 to 17. Yeah. Like, it's more of a Superboy story. That'd be fine. Whatever. But, like... Because, like, that would be, like, good establishment, because it's him playtesting his powers. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because, like... I was just thinking the Metropolis thing, because it's like, no, the, the, the journey for Superman is establishing what is Superman's reputation going to be in Metropolis, because he's introducing himself for the first time to the world yeah. as a superpowered person. But no, I get where you're coming from. But like, yeah, the, the year one moniker is more like Frank being like, you know who I am. You, you yeah, know what I do. Yeah. I'm not going to come up with something smart for the subtitle or because, whatever. Because like, he could have probably done like the exact same thing. You said where like he reveals himself as Superman, mm -hmm. but like when he was younger, he could have like the comic book could have been like what he is doing now, yeah, Superman. But like flashbacks of him as a kid, yeah, and like Superman had and it like connects, sure. And Superman had an exciting like childhood and stuff. Like again, he dated a mermaid, which is a weird thing to bring back, but okay. But like Superman has a strong relationship to the Legion of Superheroes, yeah, from the future because you know they're from the future. But they visit Superman when he's a teenager. Hmm. Like, that could have been some kind of factor in the book. But it's, like, it's just a weird set of things to, like... Because at, at first, the book kind of made sense. It was like, okay, the first issue, it's more about his first year having powers in Smallville. Or hmm. his first year being Superboy. The middle of the book made no sense. And then the third issue was like, alright, he's Superman. Uh, here's Lois. Here's the Day of the Planet. Here's Lex. Like, just... Bop, 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 bop. Like, everything yeah, you know? Yeah, nothing was really set up. Yeah, it wasn't, so, it like, was as slow. there and abrupt. Yeah, like, you saw Superman build a relationship with Lana and his parents and soldiers and shit. But, like, the third book was just, like, uh, you, you know, you know, the rest. The third book was the rest of the yeah. Superman story. Here's Batman, here's Wonder Woman, yeah. and here's the Joker. Yeah, like, well, excuse me, I thought this was Superman Year One. Because, <laughs> like, again, I don't want to keep comparing it to Batman Year One, but... It's year one. It's, you know, people it's, had that expectation. It is him being like, this is how I started. Yeah. And, and it like, you could have literally said, like, oh, here's, like, an arch nemesis. Here's Lex Luthor. Sure. Lex Luthor's, like, like an ongoing character in the book. But, like, in Batman year one, it's like, you get Batman, you get Jim, you get Catwoman, and you get the mob. And that's it. There's no Joker. There's no Clayface or Bane. Like, it's just, like bare minimum Batman characters. Because we know what we're focusing on. Yeah. I don't think Frank had a focus with this, other than, like... Because you know what this book 
when I like read it and stuff and like really processed it, it sounded like Frank was saying Superman leaves behind a lot of people. Yeah, he never re- he, he doesn't really reuse characters. It seems like he doesn't go back for Lana. We don't see the friends anymore. Like every time Superman leaves somewhere, he never comes back. Yeah, which is like he's it, Superman. He doesn't need that. Yeah, and it's like if that was on purpose, I guess I could see what you're trying to say, but I don't think it was. That's yeah. the, that's the toilet in the background. I don't know. No. It's possessed. But oh, like, no. but like it, what, the Atlanteans. Like. He becomes king of Atlantis in this book. Does he give it up? Are they an anarchy? He just leaves. He just leaves Atlantis. We never see it again. Like, at least... At least show him leaving. Like, he... he no, he does, but he leaves to save Lois. And then he's like, Oh, she's pretty. I'll go where she goes. Like... Pretty girl. Is, is Frank just saying the Superman's, like, leading with his dick? Because even the end narration, it's like, Wow, Wonder Woman, I've, I've known you for ten minutes, I... Like, I can't forget you. <laughs> it's like it's like the weird spell that Superman has on people that make hit that make them love him. It's like he got hit with that by Wonder Woman. It seems like Frank skimmed the works of other Superman writers, and he's like, "Oh, he got with this girl. He got with mermaid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's him with Wonder Woman. Okay, yeah, I can work with that. Yeah, it's like and just." He's like, Batman gets a lot of ass because, you know, he, he talks to ladies in sexy costumes. Yeah. Superman gets a lot of ass because they just can't resist him. Yeah. Okay. What is this, building relationship thing? No, it's, no. All, it's all right there. Yeah, no, he's like writing it and like, uh, someone's like, hey, Frank, uh, how is he going to break up with Lana? Oh, he won't. He'll just leave. <laughs> but, oh, hey, uh, Jim Lee, here's another note. I don't... I'm not, We're not working I'm, with you anymore. I'm not even drawing this book. Why are you sending me these Here, notes? Have a Wonder Woman fall in love with Superman. I'm not writing or drawing. No, no please, Frank. Have a family. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like they're they're looking at his notes and shit. They're like, oh, you brought the mermaid back, okay? But how does he hook up with the mermaid if he's with Lana? Oh, he's not with Lana. Oh, they broke up. No, he just left, never came back. Don't you know how relationships work, Frank? That I don't. Isn't that kind of mean? Like, messed up? He's like, no, no, no. She she understands. He's Superman. He's Superman. Okay, so he's gonna be in Atlantis and, like, marry the, the lady? Or, like, oh, no, no, no. See, see, in the next book, Lois Lane shows up. You know her. People know her name. She'll show up, and Superman will save her, and he'll, he'll follow her to Metropolis. Like, yeah, but uh, what about Atlantis? Oh, it's fine. He leaves. Yeah, but he's king. What? But he, he's king of Atlantis. And he hooked up with Lori. What about Lori? Like, oh, it's fine. She'll, leave, she'll just sit behind. It's fine. Uh, so, what are you going to introduce Aquaman? Aqua who? Who? <laughs> it's totally that! It's totally Because I feel like with Master Race, it was straight up that as well. Like, Aquaman feels like such an afterthought in Master Race. I feel like they were like, hey, Frank. They like knock on his door. Hey, Frank, uh, just so you know, there's an Aquaman movie. So if you could like include Aquaman into like Master Race, that'd be great. He's who? sitting there, he's like, Who? <laughs> Jim. Yeah, no. Who is... <laughs> he just keeps bothering Jim. He's like, I worked <laughs> with you once. Like, like, please. Like, 12 years ago. Leave me alone. How do you... How, I moved five times. How did you I get in my house? getting my number. <laughs> How did you get inside my house? Um, yeah, no. So, Superman Year One is like, it has, it's like, it has some nice parts. But there's also mermaids. 
You could have done anything, and you did mermaids. I feel like... I really do feel like... Because it's such an obscure part yeah. of Superman. People would just include it just for the laughs. Just for, yeah, he's like, oh, you may have forgotten, but I haven't forgotten. I haven't, I've been with Superman since day one. It, I, you might be right. Like, if, if Frank is smart enough, it might just be his way of blowing everyone's minds... Because they'll read it and be like, mermaids, that's weird. And then Google Superman and mermaids and then find out it's always been there. And they're like, wait, what? I don't know. I I don't know what Frank does as like a... Like what his thought process is. his thought process for writing books. I don't know if like he sits there and actually does his research. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's clever or not. But God, he's got to change up something. Yeah. (laughs) I, I also just don't understand... He might be just too old. Like, like here's a question. What is the point of this book? That Superman is the best. <laughs> There's no need for anything because he's a Superman. Like, like I, I don't want to keep bringing this up and breaking it down, but, like, Batman Year One was about reestablishing what Batman's past is. How he started which was fine and fair at the time it was coming out. It's like the only other year one book that's there. Right? It, is, it is, yes. and like, But like, The Dark Knight Returns was about making Batman dark and gritty again after a time where it was like all Adam West Batman stuff. Yeah. It was about reminding people that Batman is an adult character. Mm-hmm. And like, he was old and like it was different. It was something else and it had a point to it. And uh, people would just kind of... Took that dark and grittiness and just uh, far. amplified it. Yeah, but it's like everything else, like, I don't... Dark Knight 2, like, Dark Knight Strikes Again with the Brainiac Frog and shit, like, what was the point of that? Like, you already you already told the story of how Batman came back and, like, was a badass. Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, what was the point of that? Kryptonians attack Earth. You, you could have done that anywhere. Why did it have to be in this Dark Knight book? Centered around an old Batman. I don't understand. All-Star Batman and Robin. Okay, I guess you want to tell the story of when Robin was introduced. But why is the Justice League in the story? What's Black Canary doing here? Why has the Joker got a dragon tattoo? What's the point of all this shit? Why do you keep bringing back Bruno? The Joker with a dragon tattoo. (laughs) Why do you keep bringing back the Nazi girl with swastika pasties on her tits? Like, what? Why? What's the point? We can never forget our past. What's the point of Batman Spawn? Why is that part of your universe? Because it is. It's part of the Frank Miller universe. Oh man! If I were to if I were to redo Batman, I would redo him as like a noir, noir yeah. kind of character. Yeah, he works best in that sense. Because I, you know, remember he's a detective. Yeah, I would do. I would make Batman a legacy character. I would do like, oh no, there was a Batman in the '30s who was a detective and into noir, noir and stuff. And then there's a modern day Batman, who's like a different person, who like took the name or something. I would almost like, I would do two Batman at the same time. You have legit Batman, who's a noir detective, mm. and then you have celebrity sellout Batman, who's goofier, and he's part of the Justice League. Because <laughs> he's like, because it's weird to be like, Batman's a mysterious and shadowy threat in Gotham, but he's also on the team with Superman. Like, <laughs> it's just a weird contrast. Because like... I don't know, we're, still, we're talking about Batman during the uh, Superman. Well, I mean, so was Frank, yeah. apparently, by the end of it. He's like, you know what, I'm getting bored. When's Batman going to show I were, up? If I were to redo Superman 2, I would establish that 
Krypton blows up, mm-hmm. lands on Earth, <laughs> gets connected with new parents, mm-hmm. and then just lives out his normal life. Mm-hmm. And then he discovers powers by him coming of age at the age of 18. Yeah, like, you know, the turn he of age. He should start at the Daily Bugle as, like, his first... Planet. Daily Planet. All these daily dailies. There's only, there's only two. <laughs> All of these dailies. Um, daily Planet at the age of 18, 19. While he's discovering his powers. Right, okay. So over there, he's not, like, in his 30s and... Then that's how you could probably do like a better Superman better build up or something. Yeah, there's a lot of ways he could have done Superman Year One. He had full, you know. And the thing is too is like this Superman is it, like because in the Dark Knight that version of Superman is straight up like a government stooge. He does whatever because mm-hmm. the the president tells him to because he believes in like presidency and the system. Mm-hmm. But like in this book, it seems like Superman rails against authority. Yeah, and it's like Frank, pick one. You can't have both. You already had Batman be the anti-authority Maybe guy. Maybe he was anti-authority <laughs> in the first place, and then he decided he couldn't fight against the system. I guess, because it, it's weird, because Frank is one of those writers who definitely puts his own viewpoints into his books. Like, when he's writing oh. Batman, he's writing, if Frank Miller were Batman. Oh, God, yeah. So, I feel like in this book, he was almost doing the same thing. Like, if Frank Miller yeah, were Superman... too much of his own image yeah, into his he, he wouldn't listen to the military. He'd, like, push him around. He'd solve his problems with violence and breaking rocks. If I were Superman... I'd go fuck a mermaid. <laughs> so, next week... Next week, David. Uh, one more Frank Miller story. Oof. One more for the road, baby. Um, Dark Knight... Dark Knight 4. The Golden Child. Oh. Ooh. Oh boy! Follow us gotta, on Facebook. Read. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and we'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.